Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Pathfinder Show. This is episode three, where we are discussing the future of the office in a young professional's point of view. We have some guests with us today um, that I would like to introduce. But before we get into that, a little bit more about our show. The Pathfinder Show is really helping our audience members diminish the fear of trying new paths and also challenge societal myths, confining no one to one path. If you want more information about our show, go to the description link in our bio. Anyway, my name is Abi, and we are your co-hosts. And we have some guests today discussing the future of the office in a young professional's point of view. We have Tanner and Desiree. And without further ado, Tanner and Desiree, why don't we start with you, Desiree? Go ahead and take some time to tell the audience who you are and what you do, and then we'll transition to Tanner. Hi, so my name is Desiree Dominguez. I'm a student at University of Central Florida, and I am a technical representative at home. Hello, everyone. My name is Tanner, and I am formerly a UCF student that was majoring in mechanical engineering, and that is where I met Abby. Awesome. Yeah. And, and Tanner, I just want to say thank you for, for all the times that we work together as far as our organizations, as far as the amazing conversations that we had too. But thank you guys so much for being on the show. I want a little bit more out of you guys. Can you, let's go into this a little bit more. Who were you when, when, what type of people were you when you were kids You're growing up a little bit more? Can you give us a little bit more Desiree? Um, yeah, I, I guess I was the kind of kid that was into everything. <laughs> I was into like singing, acting, black football, cheerleading, like my mom was going crazy. She would just like kind of do all these different things for me. And I'd be like, hey, mom, I'm like running for office. And she'd be like, what? And she'd be like, why, why are you just getting to the things? And I'd be like, I won. And she'd be like, huh? So she would just like, it was just like a wide range of things that I got into when I was a kid. Um, but I guess it was just like a whole bunch of extracurricular activities trying to find out like what I liked and what I wanted to get into. I was very active all over the place type of kid. Cool. And you, Tanner? I apologize if there are any dogs barking in the, in the background. But no growing up, I was always the nerdy kid that loved technology, loved to tinker with things, loved to play sports too. Just whatever, whatever I was interested in at the time. And then eventually that grew into me going to UCF for engineering. And now I am an engineer. <laughs> And to add more to that, I mean, shoot, I, I, I can definitely resonate with you guys on that. You know, I was one thing when I was growing up, it was always about, you know, immigrant family coming over to the States here. So I love meeting new people, trying new things. Uh, one thing about me is I tried karate for about a year and then failed and, and then, you know, failed at come, going to karate every single day and then got out. So that was that was one regret. I should stick with it. But Valentina, I'll, I'll leave the floor to you. Please tell us a little bit more about you, the, our co-host. So oof, when I was a kid, I feel like it depends. I feel like I went through different phases. Um, at first, I like wanted to be an actor with like Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez. Like they they promoted on the um, the radio, right? And I was like super colorful and everything. And um, I also did a whole bunch of like, I don't know if like a whole bunch of sports, but I played soccer, um, which like didn't go so well. I'm sure I was like the most hated player on the team because I like once picked up the ball with my hands mid game um, to try to save it from getting out. It's just, and then I played volleyball, which was probably more um, like I was already grabbing it with my hands. So I might as well go for volleyball and like actually play with my hands. Which, Wait, you were a goalie in so soccer? No, no, no. I was like, oh. I was just a normal 
player and I like went mid game and grabbed it with my hands but other than that like I also wanted to do cheerleading but I never like got on the team because my my mom didn't want to like pay for all this stuff so I did like I would sit into all the meetings and like learn all the things with my friends um and just I was never like part of the team but I I know all the cheers um then I did volleyball I just did like a whole bunch of things and um and I really wanted to get away from like New Jersey because that's where I was raised. And so I came to Florida and that's when I went to school and I figured I'd do mechanical engineering and I kind of just stuck with it. I tried to get out of it a whole bunch of times. And then I kind of, it's like a love hate relationship. And now I'm here, <laughs> but yeah. You know, I think it's important that we talk about this because, you know, we're, we're really here to talk about the future of work, but it's nice to know where we kind of come from. So going into our conversations, it's very interesting. Valentina said, that she wanted to be an a- actor, you were about to be a Disney kid. I wanted to. That's that freaking was, dope. That you know what I mean, like, welcome to Disney Channel. The whole, the whole thing. That's funny. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> She's doing it right now. And post that it. We'll put the whole thing. We'll make it happen. That's really cool. You know, I wanted to be on on shows like Zach and Cody, like Cody yeah. in the house and stuff like that. I don't know. I was never enough talented, but <laughs> sorry, let's get into the topic, the future of work. Valentina, please take it away. So we just wanted to ask you guys a couple of questions. So um, first, we just wanted to know like how your experience with working, whether it be internships or full times um, or anything in, in general, how it changed with this whole pandemic um, and just in general, like the your past with different modes of work, whether you've been in the office, remote, um, whether you've traveled, whether you've had to, uh, like whether you work from coffee shops or different environments. Um, so Desiree, if you wanna take it off. Yeah, so fortunately I received a job opportunity to work from home before COVID hit. And I was like, I need to take it. If something told me I had to take it, take that feeling. Um, and then when COVID hit, I already signed, you know, for the internship in the summer, unfortunately it got canceled. So I had to stay down here in Florida and everything was remote. It was insane. Like it was, you had to, everything was new. They had to send out laptops. You have to come out to meetings. You have distractions. I had my dog, so she'll cry sometimes like throughout the day. It's kind of like being a parent at home. I understand that. Um, and it was just kind of adapting to working from home, but also being at home all the time. So separating work from school, from just home and doing all your duties at home. Uh, so it was challenging at first, but I guess since it's been some time, um, it's more, it's easier now to kind of just work from home and things like that. Um, but because it's, it just might happen again. So this summer might be the same thing. So yeah, it's been pretty well. Companies have been adjusting. For sure, for sure. And so what about you, Tanner? What has your history been with working in an office or remote? Yeah, it's been weird because I was like a lot of college students. I had the normal progression of like, you know, a job here in high school and then maybe an internship at some point. And then I had lined up my full-time job well in advance of graduating. And I was ready to move out to Austin, Texas, whenever the summer came around. And then boom, the Rona. So it was definitely an adjustment. I went from being excited about moving to a new area, 
getting to meet all these new people and start a new job and be immersed in an entirely different place than where I've been. And then, no, I just stayed back at home and then started my job remotely. And probably the weirdest part about it is that, that I've never met my coworkers. I've never spent more than a few hours in Austin. And it's like living in this weird purgatory of I've graduated, but I kind of haven't graduated because I haven't moved on to something new. I mean, sure, I'm in a job that's completely different than anything that I've done before, but I'm still in Titusville, Florida, near Orlando and just chilling, waiting for things to go back to normal and then figuring out what I'm going to do with my life. So it's been weird. I, I, I kind of want to play into what you guys said right there. And, 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 and you guys brought up some great points. You know, one thing that we can all understand is especially our generation from age zero to what, 18, 23, 24, we were all painted a picture, right? You go into college, you go into this job, you, you meet your coworkers, you're probably on site. You know, the only people that work remotely were probably if you were part of a call center or you were doing some traveling type of sales or something like that. And we were painted this picture of, of this transition. And then, bam, just like you said, Tanner, everything was dismantled. And not even just for us who were it, it's funny. It hit us right where we're about to graduate. You know, like Tanner, you and I graduated. Um, and then we know a couple of people graduated two years ago and they kind of got a taste of it. You know, Valentina and Desiree, you guys are about to graduate. It, like, it's funny how it hit our generation like this. And I really think it's building up our resilience. I'm going to be a little biased. I think our generation is going to be one of the most resilient people coming to the workforce. Um, but the funny thing is it dismantled not just our generation, everyone. People, you know how the older generations in your workplaces, they're like, no, this is the way it's been. This is the way it has to be. I mean, we can understand that. I know some of you guys are smiling here, but thoughts on that aspect, like how this picture was painted for us. And it was just like, everyone had to, everyone had to adapt. Feel, feel free to put it into. So I want to add on to that, Abby. Um, so our generation is kind of looked down upon. So like, if you're like Gen Z and you're between a millennial or Gen Z, we're kind of looked down upon a lot. Uh, but we do have more resilience. I think what the Rona did and what Corona did mostly was the fact that it kind of got people to realize what they wanted to do in life or what they haven't done and to act upon it and to see and to reevaluate their life, to hide a time period to reevaluate their life. Unfortunately, it happened in our generation where something, well, something always happens in history. Something always happens to every generation history. And this is going to be our point where we went through a pandemic, where everything was going wrong, where the internet had to be stronger, their cell service had to, you know, our cell service was crashing at first. Now, you know, everything has transformed in such a short period of time. Zoom has now been the way to communicate, even through birthdays or drive-bys. Like everybody's been getting creative to connect with one another. Um, happy the drive-by birthdays, the drive-by, yeah, the drive-by, the happy hours at five with your team, like drinking, like, you know, beer or the drive-by birthday that you see for the little kids. Um, everybody's been getting creative with this entire thing. Unfortunately for high school students, I feel so bad for them because they don't get to experience prom or grad bash like we did. Um, and they have to kind of like the freshmen have to stay at home so they don't get that interaction. Uh, but we're 
so used to kind of interacting like by the phone anyways that we can stay in contact with one another not know them personally to a personal level but at the same time be able to communicate so fortunately we're in a good spot that we can do that at this point yeah and then even even outside of things that have completely changed because of the virtual world that we've moved into some things that were already happening just accelerated like if you look at a year and a half ago some companies were experimenting with the idea of half work from home, half work in the office, or you heard about some companies like Microsoft talking about moving to a four-day work week and all these little things that people said were going to happen over time. It just got bumped right up to the front of the line and then happened overnight for better or for worse. I mean, some of the things needed to happen and there were, as weird as it sounds, some positive outcomes to COVID along with the numerous negative ones. And one of the weird things I've noticed, especially for people our age, is just for a little bit of background, I'm in a role called a solution engineer, otherwise known as a sales engineer. That's a customer facing role. And so the way that my job has been done traditionally is that some communication will happen virtually and then people will go in person and meet the actual customer and then problem solve with them and talk out all these things. But with this move to virtual, it's almost changed the dynamic of who's good at the job and who's not, because I'm sure we can all think of those people that are a little bit older and thinking about the image of them, like looking at a webcam and kind of like squinting their eyes and, you know, can you hear me? Am I muted? All that jazz. And it almost provides an opportunity for us young people that grew up with this technology to figure out a way to differentiate ourselves. So it's interesting. Yeah, I was, I, so like I got, um, it was interesting. So like in the past I had an internship and um, one of the things that I struggled with was figuring out like why a lot of the, like a lot of the technology that was offered to us wasn't getting used. So like project management tools or just, just different things that like we could have advanced um, they weren't getting used and like a lot of there was a lot of pushback to adapt to that. And I think the huge benefit of, of like this whole pandemic and the whole like transition to working from home is that people had to learn how to use technology. Like there was no other way to communicate. So if you didn't figure out how to use your computer, like you no longer like you had to do things. You could even have whiteboards. So everybody had to switch to like project management tools that mimicked whiteboards um, and I think that in, in general, like that brought people out of their comfort zones. And I think that once you are pushed outside of your comfort zone, you are like more prone to accepting new things and learning new things. And so I think that a lot of people grew, like you had to have grown. There's no way you didn't grow during this pandemic. And I think that benefited a lot of companies. Um, and, you know, even like us, like I think we already kind of, uh, were along the lines of learning this technology, but now we are like the ones that are teaching the technology to other people because we were already like implementing it in our lives. So I think that's been a huge benefit. Boom. I, I want to, oh. oh, sorry, go ahead, Desiree. Sorry, go ahead, Adam. No, 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 go ahead. So You're the guest. You're the guest. Okay. I wanted to top that on Valentina. When you said that you, for change, uh, if you're not changing, you have to grow or with um, getting out of your comfort zone is kind of growing. That is what Corona has taught us completely, um, especially with now you have people getting into socks because another thing that it taught us is 
passive income. You have to have multiple types of income because if one thing goes down and you lose your job, what else is going on? Do you have a backup plan? Do you have another source of income throughout this time? Most of the people that lost their jobs or you know, had unemployment, some people took advantage and they put it into the stock market. And I think when AMC went up and when GameStop went up, oh, so many people went crazy over that. And it's kind of like, it shows you the opportunity of multiple incomes uh, so you can, you know, have that wealth and be able to live off of different means in case one of your sources goes off. Uh, it teaches you about retirement for the people that could not retire in the past two years uh, because of everything that was happening. Also, the importance of family. You're always coming back home to help out or checking in on family. And that shows you what's important, that that quality time with them is what most is what is most important is to enjoy that time with each other and to cherish it. Um, and I think the last thing I would have to mention to this is that with Corona, we all did grow. We grew in different aspects. If you didn't grow the Corona, then I don't know what you did. Uh, but everybody had to grow at some point, maybe not as fast as others. Yeah, there was a lot of ups and downs, but in the end, you just have to keep on pushing. It kind of taught you, you got to keep pushing. Even if you have another fall, even if something else goes wrong, you got to keep going. For sure. And the three of us, Valentina and Desiree and myself, we've been talking about our traditional style of jobs. I'm curious to hear a little bit about Abby. You know, you've been working on Fluix for a while. Shameless plug, Fluix LLC, not a sponsor, fluixengineering.com. But how has it been for (laughs) how has it been for you going from this adventure of going through a startup, which is already a major mind shift as far as wrapping your head around what to do, and then that entire thing moving into this uncharted territory of COVID times. Right. No, I I love that. Uh, you know, one thing I want I want to say to get into that is accountability, right? People had to be scrappy. Like you wanted to start something like a new blog, a new podcast like this for maybe, or a new business. And COVID was really the punch in the face or the push in the right direction be like, you know what, why the fuck not now? Right. And to answer your question, Tanner, it, it was weird because I think you might've seen this in college. My, my, my whole thing was college was, um, not the priority the business was a priority maybe I was a little brainwashed right and that's totally fine people have their different paths my whole thing was get through this class so then I can go get quotes from a vendor so then I can send an estimate to a client like just let's let's get this client you know what I mean okay oh I was speaking to a client and maybe my messaging was off you know what I mean so a lot of the work that I did before COVID it was already adapting because as you know, when you're doing a small business, you're changing things all the time. The model, you're changing the validation strategy with the customer. So really my, my whole experience is a lot of people don't know. Um, I'm a co-founder of a manufacturing company called Fluix. We design and manufacture liquid cooling solutions for uh, the computing industry. And my co-founder, uh, Eduardo, he lives in Ecuador. So I was working remotely throughout before the pandemic. I was having video calls with him and we were manufacturing uh, over there and, you know, we ship products over here. So the way COVID really impacted me is it hit us on the ground level. Imagine a scrappy startup trying to get its footing with a customer and the raw material base gets pulled out from underneath you. 
because no one's goddamn manufacturing because China just took their two week new year and then COVID hit and that two week new year turned into a five week hiatus. You know what I mean? So that's how we hit us on the ground level. But one thing I want to talk about that you guys all talk about was accountability. And I love that Desiree talked about it, but the scrappiness of people, people found out other ways of work, what they were already good at. I absolutely love that. I want to transition into the question back to you guys for this is what, what's one thing you noticed when you were doing before the pandemic that really, really bothered you that continued, that should have changed throughout the pandemic, but continued throughout, for example, uh-huh. I'll, I'll give one example. Oh, go ahead. Okay. I, sorry. I'll stop talking. I know I talk a lot. <laughs> My generation, I, I'm not a hater, but when we have a trouble asking for help. We rather go straight to our phone and Google it rather than asking someone that's a little bit elder in our organizations that can answer the question in two minutes. That should have changed throughout COVID because what COVID should have said is when you need help, ask for it, my opinion. But I'd love to know your thoughts. So, Avi, based on what you were saying about the asking for help, our generation thinks that we know everything. Um, we think that we know everything because we have Google and that we can search and that we have social media and that we have Twitter and that everything comes out uh, when every information is kind of like, we do need help. And I can vouch for that because my family during the whole entire time frame, I'm away from them, so I'm in Orlando. So I was living by myself at the time and they were so worried. Um, and just living, doing that situation and kind of being away from them and that throughout that whole time period, they were kind of, they were kind of like guide me. And one thing I realized throughout the entire year, it took me a year to get this, like, wow, my parents are not against me. <laughs> it's not that they, it's not that they were against me, but it's kind of like, hey, they're actually looking out for me and they're kind of showing me like, okay, now it's time for you to graduate. Stop getting all these internships. If COVID taught you anything, it's time for you to graduate. And that engineering is a very secure field and that it's important to have that security. So they were kind of stressing that importance of that. Another thing was the mental health, mental health everywhere and kind of holding yourself accountable to ask for the help. Because if you don't ask for the help and you're there by yourself, so many things have happened in the past year. So with the mental health issues and kind of just asking for your help or going to your parents, like, at COVID has also brought up like, there's all these mental health and yes, that we may have had a good life, but we still are, we were still rushing throughout life, seeing only the joy, getting instant gratification, like instant satisfaction, like through likes and things, rather than taking the time and understanding that we need to take a step back and realize what we're doing. Um, and not just rushing and doing internships and working and traveling and trying to get everything done without like, breathing and realizing like who am I as a person throughout without my career what do I want to do and what do I need to work on for sure I was I was I was going to add to that too um another thing in terms of like asking for help um I remember like in my past internship like we had cubicles so like whenever I didn't really like know something like I knew I you know I was even told like look for it yourself because I would ask right away. Like every time I'm like, oh, like I don't want to do this. I'd pop over and be like, hey, how do you do this? And, you know, I didn't Google it. And my feedback was Google it first. Um, my manager even said like, if you can't find it in two hours, then ask me, um, which is interesting because nowadays, like I can't pop over and ask someone like, 
I would have to ask like, hey, can you get on a Zoom call with me? Or can you like, or I'd have to like DM them and that just takes a long time. So like now I think personally, I had to become more of like a self-solver um, and figure out my own answers before I even like had to ask someone else for it, which um, it was kind of, it's kind of like a flip of what you guys were saying. So um, I definitely wasn't like, oh, let me research it. I've become more like that. And I think for me, it's become a lot more useful because I'm, I'm more self-sufficient um, post this pandemic. Um, and especially with school, like before I had people that were around me studying with me. And if I didn't have it, like if I didn't know something, I can just ask my neighbor. Um, now, who gets on like a Zoom and says, oh, do you understand what he just said? Like the professor's presenting and you don't, you can't chit chat with your people around you so that they can explain to you in the back row of the lecture hall. So um, we kind of just either isolated ourselves a little bit um, and maybe got less help than what we should have gotten or we became more resourceful, so. I feel like I bother people in my organization on that because if, if I misunderstand an email, I'm like, fuck, all right. Hey, can you hop on a five minute Zoom meeting? And I know, cause they, they wouldn't do it in front of me, right? Cause they're just, we're too respectful in, in our small organization. But I know they're like, oh, he wants another five minute meeting. I know they're saying that <laughs> and I get it, but I, I definitely understand. And I think the millennials, not to blame any millennials, but I think we've been hearing it from the 30 and 40 year olds so much in this type of workplace environment, even in the internships I was a part of while I was in school, I've been hearing it a lot, that exact same thing. Hey, Google it first. If you can't figure it out, come and ask me. And that got us into a sense of fear of not being able to ask for help. Like, yeah. fuck, what if Google can't give me the answer? Am I stupid that the number one search engine in the world can't give me the damn answer? Am I retarded? Like, like it's that type of judgment type of thing. I definitely feel you. And to get back into that, I wanted to ask you guys, why the hell are we still judging people for asking for help? Even the way the work is being done, I don't think that should be the case anymore. And, and it's different when you're in college and you're asking someone how to do this heat transfer problem. And you're like, well, you, you should have studied this. This was on chapter two, bro. Why didn't you study this? It's different in the workplace because it's going to a common goal. We're all part of the same team. You know what I mean? I, I just don't understand it, me personally. Yeah. I mean, I haven't really run into personally in these times of people being judgmental against asking for help. Occasionally you will see it. And I think it comes down to if they should be able to figure out the answer, then they should try to figure out the answer because occasionally you see somebody that you know that they've been told at least where to go to find that answer. And then they'll still ask for help the second they encounter any kind of resistance. But to be honest, I've noticed that people almost want to help more because especially for those that have started in this virtual environment, they recognize that they haven't been immersed in the culture and the products of whatever a company deals with like everybody else that's been there for years as, and has been living in an office surrounded by all this stuff. I found that a lot of leadership is very accommodating to people asking for help. So I was going to add on to that and say right now, during like the internship that I'm in right now, um, I, it's, it's kind of like a, a uh, I was about to say blend flex. Um, it's kind of like a hybrid. So I, I have the option of going in and meeting up with them whenever they meet up. Um, at whatever location they're at, which could be like a, a restaurant or a coffee shop, um, or I can work from home. And 
I get so much value from actually meeting up because since I'm new and I don't really know about all the different clients, I can hear what they're discussing about while I'm working. So if they're having a conversation about client A and, and I'm like working on client B, now I'm getting like a more well-rounded understanding of what the business is doing and all the different clients that I'm not working on. So I think that that has been like, you know, I, at least having the flexibility, like there's some days that I can't go because um, yeah, I just have other meetings or I have to be home, but it's nice to be able to know that when I do, when I do have the time to go and like meet up with them, I, I can get so much more like value from it because I, I'm just around the people talking about things. And, and in, in my, uh, my previous internship, I learned so much just from that. Um, just from hearing people talking about some, someone else, like something else, the team behind me would be talking about like a different uh, problem. And so I'd, I'd peek in there and, and I'd see what they were talking about and, and they'd explain to me new things. And I learned so much. I picked up so many things that weren't directly related to what I was working on just because I was around people. So that's kind of one thing I miss. I know you're trying to lead into that question of what do you miss, but I kind of want to bring things back, Valentina. Sorry, I know you hate me. I definitely agree with you. I feel like people are a little bit more flexible in helping out. I've noticed this. And I have one theory. I think they're comfortable, they're comfortable as fuck in their own homes, in their socks, in their pajamas. And they know they can heat up some food in the kitchen. They're more comfortable. They're in their element. And I think that's the ability to give back. So I just wanted to put in my two cents. But yes, I do want... If you have any thoughts on that, please let me know. But leading into the next um, thing. Oh, sorry. You want to talk? Go, go, ahead, go ahead. I'll mention a quick talk about that. So I think when you said like an act in reference to asking for help, like our generation wise, I think it's our ego. I'll personally say I think it's our ego in reference to like we want to be able to like show off and say like, but I'm you gave me this internship, so I should already know this type of thing rather than going and asking for the help. Um, and they're willing to help. Every company has been very, have been adjusting to every situation and they're willing to meet up, they're willing to help, they're willing to like give in that extra time and to do that. So I think it's mostly like us, we're too afraid to act because that's out of our comfort zone because we're supposed to already know it. Or we think that we're supposed to already know everything when we really don't know much. We, that's the whole point of the internship. So. Can, can I bring a left wing? I love that you said that. Can I bring a left wing real quick just to throw everyone off? How many times have, were you guys in a serious work meeting and let's say like a family member walks by or like someone drops a dish or someone says, oh shit, or like a roommate comes in and he's like in his towel, hey bro, you got my, you see my socks or something crazy that's happened. Cause I'm not gonna lie, it's happened to me uh, so, several times with my roommates and now with, with my family too. So I'd love to hear any stories you guys don't mind sharing real quick. I think it would be value adding. Mm. Well, one of the less embarrassing ones is 20 minutes ago. Obviously, my dogs were barking and nothing I can do about that. But I remember it was like two weeks into the new job and we were having like a small group of 10-ish people. It was like our manager and then all the people that were alongside me going through the new graduate training program. And at the time, my brother was still working from home. And my window in my little office here is the only window that faces a certain direction. And there was a SpaceX launch that was going off. And my brother comes running into my room with his shirt off and like looks out the window. And I'm, <laughs> and I turned off my video and I was, 
I didn't mute my microphone, but I was like, get the heck out of here. And then, you know, I came back to the video and I was like, did anyone see that? And they were like, yep. I was like, okay. And then at that point I sat down with my brother and I was like, look, man, this is my office. I'm in the workplace. Can't be doing that. That's funny. The whole mute thing is definitely, I actually like in one of my classes, um, there was like a viral video going around about like people not turning their, uh, their cameras off when they're in zoom. And then it happened in our, in one of my classes, like this girl didn't turn her, her phone on. And like, she, you could tell, like she was in bed. She just woke up. Like she was like checking her phone and we were watching her check her phone. Everybody's messaging her on zoom. Like, Hey, your camera's on. Hey, your camera didn't notice. She went in the, she went in the kitchen, she got some water and then she goes in the bathroom and we're all like, Oh no. Like, and you couldn't hear anything. And the professor didn't notice. And everybody was like suffering. And that was like, I don't know if that ever happened to you guys, but that was definitely like, it's still my biggest fear. If I ever like walk away with my phone, I'm like checking it every 10 seconds just to make sure the camera and the, the mic is off just in case, you know? Webcam covers. Um, webcam covers is the way to go. Because <laughs> uh, I know that I have that for my laptop. Because um, I think I had one situation where, what happened? Oh no, I think I've had several situations. I've had my roommate just like running with his girlfriend down the stairs and just like, they're like, well, what's going on? Or just walking by some cars. Like sometimes I would just like go outside in my porch and I'd just be like, hey, you guys, I'm out here. It's like 80 degrees. I don't want to be inside. I didn't get outside. So I would just bring the laptop outside and I'm just like there, like it's hot. And I'm just like, I just need some sun. Cause this is when COVID first hit and I was like, I don't want to go anywhere. I'm about to stay home and my only exercise is going to be like outdoors. So it's just adjusting to that. But the whole roommate situation, yeah, happens. And I think it's important to discuss all this. By the way, I was, I had, I'm glad I was on mute right there because I was cracking up <laughs> during these stories. I was like, I, I get it. And the funniest thing is, I, 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 in my personal organization, this has happened. I mean, we're a very small organization. We're only like six people. And when it happens, I feel like it brings the team closer together because we understand, we inherently understand, you know what I mean? And, and I think that's really funny. But Valentina, I'm so sorry to interrupt with that tangent. I love to bring it back with, with the guiding question on the show, but please continue. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So, I mean, we kind of touched upon some of these things, but um, I guess, so what do you guys think in in like moving forward the future will be like in terms of working from home or working in an office um and to tie that in if you want to answer both of these at the same time like if you were in charge what would you guys do moving forward with your company um or like what type of work do you think would be or would benefit from having work from home or like would you do an option would you make it optional would you have it be like every monday everybody comes in and then fridays everyone works from home and like what what would you guys do in this situation if you were in charge of the people on your team well one thing i've noticed at my company specifically is that moving to virtual was meant to be a temporary measure until things went back to normal but the longer it goes, the more it seems like it's not going to be temporary. Case in point, there were two offices in Austin that I was going to be in one of them. And they just decided, well, let's just shut down that office because we don't need two offices. And then even a lot of customer facing stuff that in the past, it's like, well, of course, you've got to go in person for that. 
is moving to virtual because they've measured the numbers with cost of travel and they just see a better ROI of just being 100% virtual, which I can't blame them. My ideal scenario though, as far as how I would like to see it play out is maybe two days a week in an office and the rest of the time at home or maybe one day a week in an office the rest of the time at home because I love being at home. I'm comfortable. I've got my nice computer set up and I can just be alone and talk really, to people when I feel like talking to people. Really nice computer setup, by the way. Might as, might as well. Add. <laughs> Thanks, Chief. So, so I'm actually kind of different. Um, I'm more of an extrovert, so I, I wouldn't want to be in an office. I would want to separate work from home. My dog is dying in the background. She's really like, ah, mom, you're on a call again. Um, so it's kind of like I would want to separate that time frame and I would want to go into work. Uh, but with COVID and temporarily, I know a lot of companies have been like, oh, okay, let's kind of just do it half and half. I know one internship is like, oh, we were trying to see if we can do this like all the time. And I was like, nope. I want to go in the office. <laughs> I was like, I miss traveling and going to another state and going to an office for internships, kind of like a new environment and get to learning, get to travel and learn different things. Um, and also like, if you need help, like your boss or, you know, your manager is like right across from you rather than having to schedule a Zoom call or if you have technical issues, you have to call so many places and different numbers rather than just taking it to like a tech place, like a tech um what is it called? One of those tech stops like that they have on the office. So I think in the future, I don't see this coronavirus going anywhere anytime soon, unfortunately. I know we're going to get the vaccinations, but there's just always a new strand coming out. So I think that we're probably going to be working remotely and doing kind of a hybrid thing for the next year or two until it all settles and until this is completely away. So this is our history kind of adjusting to this yeah and and Desiree I'm kind of like you like I one of my favorite parts about like the internship that I had was getting to know the people in my office and being like exposed to people who I would not naturally like come across just from like difference in interest or like there's a lot of people that I met um at my internship that outside of work they never come out of their house and I was so grateful to be able to like dig into their brains and and get to know their personalities because of work, because they did have to come into the office. So I'm kind of sad because a lot of like, a lot of these introverted na like nature people um, and maybe people that are like more shy or probably would wanna be comfortable at the house. I got to meet them and I got a lot of value from them. And I think that a lot of my work relationships were with these people that probably wouldn't show up to the office. So if I were to like, if, you know, personally like if I like what you said Tanner like I would make it like a either every like Wednesday or Thursday or whatever two times three times a week like people have to come in or let's say like they have um maybe like on a Friday well actually Fridays stay home do whatever you want but um maybe like meeting up what I would love to do and if this is like possible maybe with smaller organizations or you know um teams if you have like a small team meeting up at a coffee shop or renting out like a space and maybe not paying for an office because that's expensive and it might not justify the cost but renting out certain spaces and you know just taking people to different spots or even co-working spaces um and 
I think that the whole co-working space is becoming more popular um, and it was like huge before this even. So I think nowadays, um, I would love to see more people getting together and, and keeping those relationships going because I think that that's a huge part of like team building. I think that having good relationships within your team really helps people work together. Um, and a lot of that like relationship building doesn't happen when you're working on something. It happens on the downtime of like when you're both putting your lunch in the microwave and like asking, oh, like what'd you make and how'd you make it? And oh, you like asparagus? I like asparagus too, you know? And that makes connections that people will then want to work with the other person because now they have a personality behind the person that they're working with, not just like Bob takes care of the IT, you know? Like now I know Bob. So I think hopefully, um, and I think a lot of the people um, moving forward are gonna recognize that. Um, I think it's just gonna either take a toll on, on organizations and, and businesses if people don't have those connections. And so there might be like a, a wave of like correcting certain things. So like people might go all hybrid, or I mean all remote, and then they might come back to like actually meeting up in person because they'll see the lack of those relationships. Yeah, and just to add a small point to that, I think it also depends on what kind of a team you're on. Because I noticed since I started work, I was on one team and then eventually moved to the other. The first team I was on, my boss really understood how important it is to, even in that virtual environment, have a lot of team interaction. And we were almost forced to interact with people, so it filled some of that void. But then I moved to a team where the audience is a lot older. And I guess they're not as in tune with how that works in a virtual environment. And to be honest, even though I lean a little bit more on the introverted side and I'm okay with being alone for long periods of time, I'll notice that eventually I'll be like, man, I just want to like call somebody and talk about mechanical keyboards or Minecraft or whatever. I just want social interaction that's not forced by some kind of work meeting. Yeah. So kind of what he was saying, like of being a little bit more introvert, I actually became more of an introvert kind of during the pandemic and kind of learned how to be by myself more. Um, but I do miss going and talking about things or picking up a project. Like if you were in an internship and let's say this is not the specific project that you wanted, you can easily just go over, if you were at the site, go over and talk to somebody and just introduce yourself, like Valentina said. But doing it virtually is kind of a little bit different. It's not like you can like pick up the project because then that requires access and all these things rather than you being able to volunteer your time when you're actually at the office and picking it up there. Um, and during the time of also social interaction, you're right, forcing it and depending on, on things. Like I remember one of the internships I had, I joined a book club just so I get to talk to people. <laughs> and we and it was just a book club thing that they were doing and it was every week. And they sent us the PDF for us to read or they just gave us like every chapter. So, yep. And I, I really love this topic because you guys brought in so much of not just um, tactical stuff too. Like you have to consider the costs of commute. It's just something that you can't deny. The traffic jam is the 21st century's worst nightmare, right? Now our traffic jam is mostly on servers. I mean, that's a whole different topic. But when, when, when for us on a small organization for my company, I mean, we were part of co-working spaces. We had spaces given to us by the university as well. One thing I noticed was we went all remote. 
because that's something that we were referring to. Of course, our manufacturing, our small manufacturing department had to go to the machine shop to crank out products. But one thing I realized I found myself doing when we made that remote switch is I found myself creating a lot of processes, a lot of SOPs, a lot of documents for employees so they can just refer back to it thinking that it would be more productive. And then I'm sure you guys remember this in your own organizations. There was such a period where everyone was hopping on calls, like figuring out this, figuring out that. It was kind of like that SpongeBob meme, like SpongeBob's brain running around file cabinet stuff. I love that episode. But one thing I said was, thank God that I'm not a fucking billion dollar company or we're not a billion dollar company. The real estate asset plummeted. No one's going to fucking work, right? Your real estate assets plummeted. The, the little Starbucks that you're renting out as a lease and the bottom floor in your lounge, they're not fucking bringing in rent. Everybody's gone to shit, right? So it was the funniest thing when you guys said that because I was like, holy crap, these, these large companies are really reforming everything. And then when Tanner, when you said, hey, guys, don't worry, we're going to do this for six months. We're going to come back in. It's going to be just the way it was. And it doesn't work that way because- now the whole thing is I'm talking to clients and, and I'm talking to clients every single day and they're like, ah, wait, I can't wait until the vaccine comes in because then we're going to have waves of people coming back. I still think, and this is just me personally, it's so important asking your employee because your employees your asset. You know what I mean? Just ask, the one thing, a problem I have is I think leadership will make a decision without asking their employees. That's the only problem I have with this whole remote or stay at work type of thing. At least ask your employees, you know what I mean? Before you make a decision. But that, that, that's my two cents on that. Yeah. Sorry, I, I didn't want that to be a rant. No worries. Um, so I have a couple more questions. So um, what were the benefits that you guys thought that you got from working remote? And what were you think, what did you think were the major challenges for this whole transition? discipline <laughs> so having discipline and having grit I think it was a thing that I had to learn um, but also it was a big challenge in the beginning like having that discipline because when you're home you want to eat like crazy but you always have to do work or like you know especially for coding you have to be in the zone uh, if there's any really much distractions, it's kind of like you can either put on your headphones, if your internet has to be on point, if your internet's not on point, if your roommates are being loud, you can't really focus, it's kind of like having that discipline and kind of just staying there and doing your work, kind of like what, he, what uh, Tanner said earlier about his brother just running in for a space launch, <laughs> it's kind of like that, like you still have to like be able to like, okay, let me take my few minutes, it happened. Now, let me go back and let me finish the work. Uh, so I think that it was a big challenge, but the benefit has been growth, kind of growing, kind of realizing that maybe the future of engineering for some engineering is probably at home and kind of seeing like, is that the life that you want? Is this the career that you truly want now that you're spending all this time doing it and working all these hours? And sometimes people would work on the weekends as well because everybody's at home. So you don't really get to have that time away from your home life in a way. Yeah. Discipline's a big one because beginning a pandemic, like Desiree mentioned, I was eating a metric butt ton, especially <laughs> because we thought grocery stores might be closed for a while. So we were buying all the non-perishable stuff that's really calorie dense. And eventually you just had to force yourself to 
get out of that habit or with gyms closed, not going to the gym for a while. Like that stuff really spirals you downward until you just feel bad about yourself. And once you get out of a routine, you just get, bleh. but for me personally, some of the good things have been, like I mentioned earlier with video calls and whatnot, it gives you an extra layer of an opportunity to differentiate yourself from people that just go with the status quo. Abby, you watch a lot of video game streamers, right? And, oh, yeah. use, and most of them use this program called OBS Studio to manage all their feeds and streams. So I've like incorporated it into Zoom. So right now I'm hooked up to it so I can do like special effects and Whoa. all that jazz, which <laughs> there's not awesome. much of a use for it here, but. That's great. But I mean, that stuff allows some people to be hyper productive or be able to stand out from the people who just do the bare minimum of stock webcam, Apple earbud microphone, and you know, their head takes up like this much of the frame. So that's what I like. I think that's like the, I think that's a good way for you to um, kind of say like standing out because you said you were more of an introvert. So it kind of like shows that you have like, you're adding more personality compared to somebody that's like not on the call or they don't, they don't show their web face because they're just getting out of bed or something like that. So it gives you like that little like extra, like, I don't know how to put it. There's a word that I can't come up with, but it's kind of like a more like extraordinary experience. Yeah, a more extraordinary experience um, that you can like get to interact with people. So I think that was pretty cool, especially with the effect that you had. That was awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that for the freaking intro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was <that> like. <laughs> so to add on what you guys were saying earlier, um, I definitely struggled with discipline, um, especially because before let's say if i was working i had people around me seeing if i was taking a nap like now i had my bed behind me and i lived with my mom at the beginning of this whole pandemic so like i was in the room and she was in the living room and i set up my desk in the in the bedroom and i ha we had to switch because my mom is a lot more disciplined in terms of naps than i was at the moment and so i had to get away from my my bed like not even that like at some point i like I don't know whether it was just a lack of going out in the sun or lack of like doing things that fulfilled me and made me happy, but I was just sleeping and sleeping and sleeping and I get tired in between lectures and stuff. I like, I just want to keep sleeping. And the bed was right there at work. You couldn't, couldn't, there was no beds. So I couldn't take a, like a nap. Um, what well, I, I, yeah, I couldn't take a nap, <laughs> but, um, in general, that was, that was definitely like, a struggle for me but I think that was amazing because it, it kind of forced me like into creating this discipline and exploring what that meant for me and like waking up I didn't have to go like it happens to me now with some of my lectures I can turn the zoom link on and sleep through the lecture I don't have to actually go to lecture and I won't really miss anything because I can like listen to it in my dreams <laughs> but in general that that I think I became more of a disciplined person because I kind of had to because in order to advance I had to and the other thing that I thought was a benefit of the, all of this is um I guess this is my office now like this is where I focus and I've kind of created that in my house so now sometimes I'll eat dinner and then I'll come back to my my bubble of focus and I'll keep working on things throughout the night instead of going out and doing like other things that were wasting my time. So I've become a lot more productive 
um, which is crazy. I never thought this would happen, um, especially in my own house, because before, I mean, maybe because I had my desk in my bedroom, but I would not be productive in, in, my, in my house. Like I had to go to the library to get anything done, or I had to go to UCF, the atrium. I had to like put myself away from my house. Now my house is where I focus. Um, and so that was, that was definitely like a, a plus to all of this. So I wanted to go off of what Valentina said. I feel like sleeping has been a way for everybody to cope lately. Um, and that's where mental health issue came into play because um, my bed's right there. If I don't do my bed and I just lay back in that bed, I'm probably going to just, it's kind of like what they say, like use bed only for sleeping rather than like mixing it, like watching TV, like at bed and stuff like that. Like when I had my own apartment, I had to like switch to a sofa like I had to be in the sofa like to to kind of get away and like sit at different places in my apartment so I can get away from my bed because if I laid on my bed it was out like it was pretty quick even if I had a zoom thing like it was just a way to cope with everything and I feel like we just had to like she said more discipline to kind of get out of that uh because if you don't have that then you really didn't progress during that time frame so what is your thoughts on expecting the unexpected? For me, I'll start. The unexpected was, hey, I'll come into my little office area here. I'll get work done and only take breaks when, when, when I was needed. I'm in front of my gaming PC. I'm going to put that out there. And that was a problem for me because I'm like, shoot, I see Call of Duty right there. You know, I see, I see Fortnite right there. And no one's going to tell me like, hey, you shouldn't be doing that, right? I'm not going to lie yet. And, and okay, I'll, this is confession time. There were certain days that in between meetings, I would be playing some games. I'm not going to lie. I, you guys don't even have to say that because I'm pretty sure your bosses won't see this. But did you guys have any time that you went in with a certain expectation and came out with a certain unexpected outcome? I do want to say one thing I did to keep myself accountable was I added my boss on Warzone so that if I got online, he'd be able to see I'm online. But then I guess if he was online, he's doing the same thing. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Absolutely. What but, if, would you guys play a game if he was buff on online? Where if you guys were buff online? I, I mean, at that point, what's that? I would play a game with my boss. I'd be like, hey, you're on lunch break. Let's go. <laughs> you want to play? I think you're online. Let's go. Yeah, at that point, we're both caught red-handed. So may as well make the most of it. Hey, if we if we had a disagreement in a meeting, I'm like, all right, let's set it, let's settle it. You know what I mean? Game of one v one. Let's bring Russ back up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, give give me an example of what was really unexpected in your own personal behavior. Um, I would say life caught up to me. So I was so used to traveling and getting everywhere that, let's say, my thoughts caught up to me. And I was like. Yeah, what was I doing? <laughs> um, what did what do I need to do? And also, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go into this year. I'm gonna continue traveling. I got this. I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna come back strong. No, no, everything just went upside down. And I was just like, oh, you no know, traveling. Oh, I can't like leave. Like that was like my stress reliever. Like let me just go somewhere and explore something new and learn something new. So I had to change that. I went from like painting to like reading books, like now I read, but I was like painting, doing like different things, painting on Zoom calls um, with the family and kind of just like doing different things, but everything just went unexpectedly. Like if you had to, if you had any 
people that passed away, any loved ones that passed away last year, you had to deal with that. And you had to deal with that away from everything and not being able to really interact with people as much. But usually you have that supportive going like to other people and being with them all the time, but with Zoom and being some people being away, you just couldn't do that. So you had to learn how to basically be your own parent and parenting yourself and kind of learning how to be an adult. Um, I'm not saying like we're all adults, yeah, we all go to work, but we have to learn how to parent ourselves if we're not eating, if we're eating too much, if we're sleeping, we have to learn how to track ourselves. And I feel like that's something that was like kind of unexpected. I didn't expect that. And realized how many times I have to like have more self-awareness and mindfulness of what I'm doing to stay more disciplined. For sure. One of the like, well, one, one of the things that also affected me in terms of like, kind of like mental health is like at the, uh, at some point I was like, well, I'm not disciplined. And I was like super tough on myself. Um, and I, I started like cutting everyone out. I was like, no one talked to me, I'm focused and I am disciplined and I'm doing all these things right. And I like, I think I really, it was like a shock on my mind and my body. Like my, 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 my body, like, what's going on? Like, why are we so like just, going so hard and I think at some point I had to really like be more gentle and like mellow out a little bit so um like I expected to like say like I started being like more disciplined and like tougher on myself and I was like okay this is it like now I'm a disciplined person and then it kind of just like all came crashing down and I realized I I couldn't be like so rigid and so I had to I had to kind of just mellow out so yeah Absolutely, absolutely feel you guys. You know, um, I, I kind of want to address the audience here. Please let us know what your thoughts are, and your opinions about how not just the pandemic impacted you, but what you see foreseeing the future. Let us know in the comments below. Uh, please give a like on this if you're on YouTube, Spotify, or give us a five-star review if you like this content on Apple Podcasts as well. And before we end off here, you guys, uh, Desiree Tanner, I want to thank you. I want to thank Valentina, our co-host too. I would love to have you guys on the show again. So feel free to, to pop in. But anyway, this has been the Pathfinder show. We're really trying to help people diminish their fears of trying new paths and also challenge societal myths on confining you to one path. You can follow us on all types of social media. Go to the link in the bio and the description and check out our, our previous episodes. And I just want to thank you guys again for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you thank for, you ha for having us. Well, uh, <laughs> thank you for having us. <laughs>